Because it's um, drag pageant season, drag contests, competitions, all these amazing, marvelous things going on. And it brings it home because we just had the end of a brand new contest here in Palm Springs. Well, Cathedral City. Shout out to Angelique the Gorgeous, the winner. And also we need a treadmill for organizing everything and getting it all together. And dealing with all the craziness that she dealt with. This is what pageantry and contests and drag is all about. Another older queen like myself the other night was talking about, I just don't understand this. I come from the South. I come from the Midwest. And all these contests everywhere you look in California, da 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 Well, here's the thing. This is just how it's happening. I think Drag Race has a has had a huge influence on that. And in my opinion, in a negative way, but... Some negative, some positive. So anyways, this contest was great, but here's the thing I want to tell if people don't understand this or they don't know. When you decide you're going to take part in something like this, you're signing up to be judged. Otherwise, when it comes to drag, you're a free spirit, you're a creative artist, you're an entertainer, you're all these amazing, wonderful things. But a lot of that can change the second you sign up. But what to you're be saying is judged. you sign up to be judged, and then which you get upset. means that you don't get to pick the person or right. people who are going to judge you. And then, like I think you're going to talk about, the fact is, is that even though you may know the judge, the judge is not your friend. Right. The judge is a judge. Which is the next point I wanted to make, because in this five-week competition, there was one consistent judge. In my opinion, and pageantry and drag contests and all these kind of things, you should have probably had, mind you, this is the first time they put all this together. But if you want to judge nine queens over a five-week period and be able to see improvement, you need the same judges, not just one. So there was one judge that was the same every week. I'd say he has a very good sense of drag and what's good and what's not. That's just my personal opinion. So what you're saying is, is that if I have this correct, that by having consistent judges, the judges are being able to see how the contestants are growing over the weeks yes. and not just getting a cold performance right. one week and then having to judge them or have minds made up over six weeks just by one um, performance. And mind you, it's a little different for me judging one week because I know all these competitor of yeah, the well. queens that are competing but I'm not supposed to look at it that way yeah, I'm right. supposed to look at it very subjectively and I did that and I upset a few people probably the way I judge but like you said it's not I'm a judge I'm not your friend I'm not your enemy I'm just a judge because you signed up to be judged well, sort of, and you have to be okay with taking that criticism, positive and negative. Well, sort of, to put it into perspective, do you think that the judges on RuPaul's Drag Race are unbiased or subjective? I mean, aren't they... Not all the time. Aren't they consistent except for, like, maybe one? Well, when one? they put a celebrity guest, yeah. it's not always... It doesn't always make sense. But the woman with the big boobs is always on, right? She knows what she's talking about. What's her name again? Michelle Visage. Yeah, I can't stand She her. knows what she's talking about, though. Well, yeah, okay. She knows. She's been around drag enough. But that's more so reason for the 
these contestants that all competed in this to not get upset. It was a wacky scoring system. Yeah, because like you were telling me the other night, and no disrespect to any of the contestants, but all of a sudden one contestant is leading the pack, but then all of a sudden, because of the wacky scoring and stuff, points got taken away for what? Just a random reason? So then they get down, and then all of a sudden somebody can add points on, which brings them up again, which in fact, the person just below should have been the winner. So maybe that says something about your mentality in a pageant or in a contest or something. And maybe that's a a derogatory against you. Or with consistent judges, they say, well, you started off slow, but you grew. Or maybe you just decided in the very last week, you just pulled out all the stops. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that you should be the winner over everybody else just because in the the last week, week you just decided to, you know, to do it all. But at the end of the day, also, this contest was something came up contrived by a bunch of people that have an idea that's not necessarily you can't take it too seriously the judging and the different opinion I have about certain ways it was run is not make it but you know what more to the point though that we were talking about bringing this up is there are some life lessons involved in this thing it's like okay like you said you join you, you signed up to be you judged. signed up to be judged and we all know that even in life or even in contests or whatever there's a winner there's a loser and there are people in between. And sometimes we can win and sometimes we can lose. And granted, everybody's ego is fragile to a certain degree. And we all think we're the shit and we should win every single thing because we put our all into it. But then one of the things that I was noticing on Facebook was that certain people were getting um, upset or Mm -hmm. sour grapes because I put all this into a costume and I put all this into this and I should have been the winner. But okay, congratulations to the winner, but I should have been the winner. You know, it's kind of like, do we go through life? Don't we have to learn how to accept defeat graciously? Because if you think about it, in the bigger scheme of things, a drag contest in Cathedral City is really (laughs) nothing compared to life and compared to living your best. Well, even compared to, which is kind of transitioning out of this, which is even compared to if any of them partook in real pageantry, which is also that season right now, which I want to share. Um, my, well, that's, um, but that's heavy duty stuff. Well, and a lot of them don't know what that's about. That is a huge, but guess what? These same things still happen. People complain. People say my gown was better than hers or I should have won. And it's, and this is at a, you know, this national level, which I'll say my um shout out to Ava Aurora Fox, who just did this my drag granddaughter last week you're old (laughs) last week out of 40 contestants i'm not sure where she plays yet but you sign up for this you spend thousands and thousands of dollars to sign up to go get dredged most of them and lots of time at equity sweat and all the rest of that stuff right in performing you don't just say okay i'm gonna do nothing the first few weeks or the few you you don't even have that opportunity yeah you don't even have the opportunity you have to bring it all in there you're doing all that work before you even get there Right. Yes. So I'm not sure how well she did. I've congratulated her, but she has the right attitude. Being, you know, in her early 30s, this has been a dream of hers for 10 years. She made it. She's like, I didn't win. And not that I thought I would, but I kept my goal. I went. I met great people. I learned so much. This is the right attitude you're supposed to have. Yeah. And this is at Miss Gay America with 40 contestants from all over the country. I really wish some of them would um, just get a chance to experience that but, here. But it's not. But 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 the distinction that I'm sensing is, is that you don't just say, I'm going to sign up and I'm going to be in this contest with all these other people. And no matter how good or bad you are, you can sign up for it and you 
you can be in it. So even if you're the worst right. in Palm Springs or wherever, nobody could have stopped me from wanting to sign up for this thing. Except they wanted and they to would judge. Have been, but they all would have been scared to death, I can yeah. guarantee you. <laughs> yeah, I know that. And, and that's why they wanted you to judge. But the point that I'm trying to make is that your granddaughter didn't just wake up one day and say, It's been a 10 year I, Yeah, I want to be in this, um, in this contest. I've got to prove myself for like 10 years that I'm capable of doing it before I actually even get the ability to be in this pageant. Mm -hmm. So then it goes back to, you know, like I liken things to like my cooking shows and stuff like that when I'm watching Beat Bobby Flay or, <laughs> or something like that. And these contestants come in and they go, watch out, Bobby, I'm coming for you and all that stuff. And then at the end, when Bobby Flay wins, because of course he's an Iron Chef or something, they come out of it like, well, but it was a great honor right. for me to get the opportunity to go up against Bobby Flay, mm -hmm. you know, one of the greats and one of the Iron Chefs. And so I can understand what your drag granddaughter must be feeling. Yeah, I didn't win, but I got this honor to do it because my hard work for 10 years paid off. That's what I didn't see. Right. I, I only have reference to the cathedral city one. So you that's can't what, compare, but I'm trying to, well, on a whole different scale. No, but you can compare. It is drag. You can compare based on mentality and professionalism. And so if, you know, even if it's the cathedral city um, drag show, don't you think that anybody who wants to be in it would go into it with a professional attitude like, mm -hmm. I'm going to perform, I'm going to do my best from week one all the way until week six. And if I lose, at least I was in it and gave it my all and I'm not going to be a sore loser. Right. But but that's, I didn't see any of that stuff here. All I heard was, I didn't win, so I'm going to bitch. Or my person didn't win, so I'm going to blame it on the judging or the scoring or something like that. I do have to give, and I did give Treadmill props for coming out and praising it as a first time. It worked well. Maybe we have things that we learned from it, but it was a good and a great new fresh start for Cathedral City. And why don't we stop here for a second and take a commercial and we'll be right back with apparently Jason got for me a hit me with your best shot and I'm looking forward to that. So after this break, we'll pick up with that. This episode is brought to you by Pyromedia Network. Pyromedia Network is a progressive moving platform to give a voice to those who feel don't have one. PMN's core mission is to provide a safe and positive creative space for creatives to flourish to their highest potential. For more information, please visit www.pyromedianetwork.com. So anyways, this thing I was talking about, my drag granddaughter, 40 compete for like three days. The last night you're down to the best 10. They all compete again and then you name winner, first, second, third, fourth, alternate. Top and your five granddaughter is saying one of the no, 10? No, she didn't make that. Oh, okay. Which is fine. She didn't even care. Okay. So one of these top five, I don't know what, she wasn't the winner, but she was something in this top five. She's competed for years trying to win. She's really, really good. This has never been an issue. Her name is, uh, I'm going to say it. If it goes out or people know, it doesn't even matter. Truly fabulous. That's her name. So supposedly, and I was trying to do my research on this that's this not, week. That's not as good as I am dog shit. <laughs> bird shit? Oh, bird shit. Yeah, sorry. That's your new one. You're dog shit. She's bird no. shit. And actually, that is, um, for you <laughs> listeners out there, that is the name you of, said that about of the drag. Oh, I talked about her before. Oh, yeah. that's And I called her dog shit again, Obviously, too. Obviously, like bird I? shit. Okay. Okay. That's fine. So anyways, <clears throat> digress. 
I was trying to do my homework and found, find out what was actually said by her or what was posted or what was ever. But there's this huge controversy right now because we can't support Truly Fabu and the rest of her journey to become Miss Gay America because she's a Republican. Oh my God. It's been this huge. They actually said that? Yes. Like they're, people are trying to start this boycott now to Miss Gay America if they don't do something about, like, the, here's the thing. She competed and she's amazing. So that should have nothing to do with that. I get that part. I agree with you. But she said some really... It's hard for me to understand being a drag queen and how a fellow drag queen can say... I guess these two comments she made, and I'm trying to find them, and I will. They're in a post or they're in something. It's okay to be in an airport and see Muslims and be scared and reminded of 9-11. It's okay, people. Don't don't let it be worried. She said that? Yes. Okay. Do you want me to respond to that first? And she also said something about, and da-da-da-da-da-da-da, Trump's not that bad, something-something, Barack Obama and people that liked him, he wasn't even born in this country. So she's a birther. And, I, and Adrian was talking about this, because Adrian's friends with her, and, and people have said to Adrian through Facebook already, like, you shouldn't be friends with her anymore. Did oh, you but, see Adrian's post yeah, about that? Yeah, is that, that? She, that what she was talking about? And I don't, I've met this queen one time, but I wouldn't say we're friends. Nobody could tell me not to be friends with her. That I think is silly. But, and then everybody's saying, keep drag out of politics. Keep, po okay, fine, but then why is she saying this stuff? I'm a little torn. Like, I'm not sure what to think about well, that. Well, okay, so let's stop in a, a second. You respond what? to those two comments. Yeah, this has hit me with your best shot. Okay. <laughs> well, let's go back to the Muslim one first, because that one hits way closer to home than to begin with. Remember, I told you I was there at 9-11. Yeah, sure story. It was on our last Podcast. Yeah, exactly. So I remember because we were terrified. Mm -hmm. And to be perfectly honest with you, with the way things are going now, especially with um, Rump pulling our troops and leaving the Kurds to their own devices mm -hmm. and Turkey is bombing them and everything, which opens up the fact like um, Clinton was saying and other people were saying, there are like a hundred thousand, is it 10,000 or a hundred thousand? I don't know exactly. Um, ISIS prisoners that are now going to be released upon the world because the Kurds are too busy defending themselves. So now with all these ISIS prisoners being released, now it means that they can go out into the world and they can start creating um, terror in Europe, in the region that they're in, or even start coming into the United States again. So I'm not, I, I don't know how she would be defining Muslims. Mm -hmm. Maybe she is taking it more broadly than just Muslims, but people who look different than us, mm -hmm. I don't know. And and we shouldn't be judging a book by its cover. And, and I totally agree with that. But when fear sets in, fear is a legitimate feeling. Like you were, we in, should, you were in an airport on that day. I was. Uh, I remember you saying you were looking at everybody. Nobody knew what. I, I was understand in, if you live that. But if you're saying that and like, let's say teenagers are hearing it. They don't know I what that means. You. Why are you teaching that I agree fear? With you. I agree don't with you. Don't teach the fear. I agree with you. So then that goes back to the okay. question that I was asking. If this person were to win, like a Miss America or something like right. that. Then the person goes out into the world and mm -hmm. preaches their message. Which it should be nothing political. But 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 she's already doing that, in my opinion. And so if she's already doing it now and she's already promoting, in my opinion, hate speech, because we're way past 9-11. 
Right. right. In my moment, I was fearful because it was all a complete unknown. We've come so far, and yet now this stuff is bringing us, you know, put a pin in this um, Supreme Court thing, because I want to talk about that a little bit more. The LGBT um, being fired from their um, job for being gay. That's in the Supreme okay. Court right now. And I want to talk about that. But it seems like even with this whole Muslim thing and with the nitwit in the White House, we're going backwards in our mentality. And people who normally wouldn't have a platform to be able to be to be sharing this hate speech, now they're getting the opportunity. And personally speaking, and this is my own personal opinion, but the fact that this person has the ability to take their own platform and get out there and preach their message and is already doing it, in my opinion, I think there should be a boycott to keep this person from doing something like that. This queen that I know in Ohio got involved and was on Facebook Live talking about it's not okay and people are bullying and sending me comments now because I'm speaking up and saying, it's not okay to be racist. And her name's out there now as in attacking this other one. But now if your Facebook says truly fabu, drag personality, yes, I get it. How about you can put anything you want on your Facebook? It's a free country. But how about maybe Well, not necessarily because you Facebook out of puts drag? you in the Facebook um, <clears throat> prison right. for saying certain things and, and, and as it should be. But how about Joe Blow, who's truly fabu, out of drag? Maybe your political whatever can be on that page? I don't know. Like, I'm torn. Like, because I don't do politics on Facebook whatsoever. But that's beside the point. This particular person who has the potential to have a platform. Right. And already does. And is sharing well known. her platform on behalf of us. Right. And I'm not, I'm talking about us in, in generalities like gay and transgender and um, drag queens and us the LGBTQ plus community, if she's going out there and saying these things, I mean, it's the same thing as the um, log cabin Republicans. Them getting up there and supporting Trump and endorsing Trump for um, 2020. Did you see how many log cabin Republicans quit? Mm -hmm. Because don't speak for us. We don't agree with that. So if you want to tout that message and you want to get up on your platform and share that, count us out. Mm -hmm. And that's the way that I look at this Babu person. If you, If that's the message that you want to to perpetuate, then you have the freedom of speech to be able to go out and perpetuate that message, but don't do it in our name. Because we can't get behind that. And so therefore, I can see how a group of people like us who say, don't do it in our name, we're going to boycott you because we don't want you to be associated with us because we don't believe that. Uh, and I'm speaking personally, but I think you can understand and other people can understand how it's something much bigger than me. Yeah, right. Because directly, indirectly, I could be associated with this pageant group or whatever just by being a quote-unquote drag husband or by being gay or, you know, whatever. It could come back on me somehow. So I think it makes sense to me to have a boycott against this particular individual for speaking for an entire group of people and sending out their message. I mean, look what they did with um, Miss America who posed nude and then all of a sudden Vanessa Williams. Vanessa Williams. They got rid of her because they didn't want that message being perpetuated by mm -hmm. the Miss America people, even though it wasn't her platform, but it followed her along wherever that's she a, was. That's a good example. Mm. I, I don't want this to be part of my LGBTQ plus legacy. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what's happening here. There are two different distinctions here. Yes, whereas I think this person should be boycotted for perpetuating this trash. 
and it's trash in my opinion, and more than likely what this administration is doing to the LGBTQ plus community, it would probably be trash to quite a few people, mm -hmm. and they wouldn't want to be associated. But then to Adrian's point, this person is a friend of mine, and I know this person outside of and she Bamboo. Says she doesn't, you know, push her beliefs on anybody. I know, but when you're so many people are listening to what you say. That's right. That's right. When you're using it, a quote unquote high platform, mm -hmm. that's where you're crossing the line. Yes, maybe as boy taboo, you're not you're right. not trying to uh, um, go to your gay Republican meetings right. or something. But if you let everybody or know or force your you have to also know me. that's going to open up so much. You know what it's like. Opinion. I talk to, I talk to my clients about this. Yes, anybody can say whatever they want and they can do whatever they want within the law or within right. the Constitution. And free speech certainly is your your first constitutional right. But then one also has to realize there are consequences to one's <laughs> actions. Exactly. And so say whatever you want to say, but also realize you're going to be called on the carpet for it. Right. Mm. But I still want to see what was actually said or written on. Well, I, and let me I make a, and let me make a disclaimer about all from this what stuff. I'm saying. I'm coming. Yeah, I'm coming yes. into a cold, and I'm only right. hearing what you're saying. And based on what you're saying to me, this is my opinion about it. Now, I, it doesn't. I mean, even though you're not quoting verbatim what she said or anything. It sort of seems to me like she's riled up enough people that it's probably pretty close to the message that she's trying to preach out there. So I would probably, even if I knew exactly what she was saying, probably still hold firm. A good one is um, a good one that's political but knows how to do it. But guess what? It's so much. I don't want to say it's easier to say fuck Trump, but Nina West is one. I don't know who that is. That was just on Drag Race, and she's from Ohio. She has a huge political vote, and she really wanted to, but she doesn't take, get crap because she's not a freaking Republican. So I'm just, I'm just thinking what her. I don't think it, I don't, I don't, I don't. And she probably knows both these queens that are involved in this discrepancy on Facebook. I yeah, wonder what her. Yeah, but you know what? I, I, opinion I, would be. I'm leaving Democrat and Republican out of the whole thing because like I watched The View and Anna Navarro is one of my heroes and she's Republican and um, there's another member on there. I can't remember what her name is off the top of so my head. So basically you're, just, you're a Trump supporter or you're not. Yeah, you're a Trump supporter Versus or you're not Republican, a Trump supporter. Because there's a lot of Republicans but there, but, but it goes no even, support. It goes even beyond that. Okay, so let me transition into what I wanted to say about the Supreme Court thing. So I don't know whether you know this or not, but October 8th, I think that was yesterday, or maybe that's today. Six, I don't Sunday, know. Monday, Tuesday was the 8th. Okay, so anyway, October 8th was the day that the Supreme Court started hearing arguments on whether LGBTQ plus people can be fired for being LGBTQ plus I saw, people. I saw somebody talking about it that was trans. And now you're telling me this, so it makes sense. Yeah. And oh, I find out today if I can keep my job. And I was like, what? Exactly. And that was understand. one of the things that they said, oh my, I can get married, but I can't keep a job to support my family or something like that. I mean, that's one point, but that's not the point that I'm trying to make here. And I think I've made this point before in other ways. Welcome to the world of me back in the 1970s when I was a mental illness in the DSM three or four, I think it was the three, um, I was discriminated as well as all my brothers and sisters out there. If you don't know about Harvey Milk and all the struggles and everything that um, happened, then you should probably read about it. So all the youngins here who think they can just walk down the street, that they can wear a dress, they can do all these things and not even give a shit about all the rights that they take for granted. Guess what? You're in the middle of it now because the Supreme Court, from what I read today, is divided. Wow. And it's going to come down to one of 
the Supreme Court justices, Corsuch. I don't remember what his name is exactly, but he's examining. He's going to be the tiebreaker. And he's examining wow. both sides of it. He's saying, I don't see any reason why. Because like um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg said, you know what? Article 7 didn't include sexual harassment up until the very recent past. And now all of a sudden, with the discrimination, they included sexual harassment within that. So it's a natural progression to say you can't discriminate based on sex if one man loves another man or one loves another woman or you're transgender or transgender non-binary. That's another one that I learned the other day from one of my clients. But the point that I'm trying to make here is that I think it's about time the generations of now start realizing all this stuff that you think has been handed to you on a silver platter for you just to do as you please and take for granted can be taken away from you within the next six months. And then now you're thrown back into all the fights and the negativity and the horribleness that the generations before you had to go through to let you get to where you are today. And that's all I want to say on that. That makes me just like think about Anya. Like if she had a job, she'd be going through that. Sit on their own business and work from themselves. Well, yeah, someone like Anya wouldn't be going through it right now. Anybody who's going through it. I mean, look, look at um, Sienna. 40. Sienna. Right. So any employer, if they made this thing, could just say, oh, yeah, we've accepted you, but we don't have to know you're fired. Yeah. Basically. Well, I mean, one of the cases that, that I mean, uh, one of the cases that's um, part of this, um, for your information and for people who don't know, is a male who was working in a funeral home and he was a director, I believe. And he had been, he had not been living his true self or her true self for a good long time. Then finally just decided I'm coming out to my family and my friends as female, as transgender, and then came to work one day as female and the head of the the mortuary fired her because now she was female. And I saw it on The View today and and Hmm. they were saying, well, what if you were doing the job so well before, regardless of whether you were male or female, then why would it make a difference? And then that's where it goes back to, well, how would it appear to people coming in and burying their relationships or something? I don't want to take on that responsibility because it may piss people off and it may affect business because they have the opinion that, oh my God, this quote-unquote freak of nature is, you know, um, is working on Uncle Joe who just died or something like that. God. And so, yeah, you're right. So somebody just comes in one day and just says, well, you know what? I don't agree with you or I don't agree with a man loving a man or a woman loving a woman or a transgender living their true selves. So you're just fired. (laughs) That's what happened to um, the other case that's being in Supreme Court. Um, It was um, not a flight instructor, but you know those instructors who teach people people to jump out of planes, who teach people to parachute out of yeah. planes. Okay. So he, when they do that, they... they the tandem kind? Yeah. Okay. They have to hook themselves together. Mm-hmm. And then they jump out of the plane together. Right. And apparently it was either one of the other instructors or one of the students was a little bit concerned about being strapped together with a man. And so to make her feel more comfortable, he said, not to worry, I'm gay. When his boss heard about that, they fired him for being gay for no legitimate reason but the fact that he's gay. Hmm. And what's interesting about it is they're fighting that based on sex discrimination. Hmm. No, that is our defense. It's sex discrimination like under Article 7 is sex discrimination. Mm-hmm. And that's where um, sexual harassment got looped in there because it was sex discrimination and it was part of that. And the logic makes perfect sense. If you're discriminating against people who are gay or lesbian or transgender 
then you're discriminating against them because of their sex. You're discriminating against them because they're a man who likes men, or a woman who likes women, or a male who realizes that he's not living his true self until he identifies as her true self. All that is sex-based, and it but, makes perfect sense But you can bring me. in your non-binary word in there, too, and that's that's one of their defining things, right? It, and, and, and There's that, not a sex. And like, that it's has, not about sex. It's and, a... Well, I'm talking about sex, the act of sex. Well, you'd have to clarify that uh, when you just say that word. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking... That's a sexual topic. I'm talking about... Sense. I'm talking about male versus female as sex. Because it's not about who you're having. If you're a gay right. man, it's about who you're having sex with. If you're transgender, it's not necessarily about that. It's just people think you're a freak. No, but what I'm saying to you is, is that what they're trying to do is, okay, they're not, they're not saying we're discriminating against you based on who you sleep with, who you have sex with. That that's not it. Sex is being used in two different ways here. Right. Sex is the act, but sexual discrimination means what sex are you, I dis- male and I female? Dis- discriminate against you because you're a male or a female. Right. So now I'm going to discriminate against you, Jason, as a male who likes males. Because based on my ignorance of sex, you're a male and you shouldn't be liking males. You should be liking females. Mm-hmm. That's sexual discrimination against you as a male. Does that make sense? Yeah. As your sex being male. I, they're under the same umbrella. I get what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. But I think a transgender is not getting that same. But that's where I think that transgender should be looped into it because it again, should, but I'm saying if you're if I'm a transgender that like you said I could like girls which would then make me straight right. technically right. or I could so they're not worried about that they're just worried about <gasps> You're not who you're supposed to be. That's so right. That's weird. No, and that's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. You could okay. be a transgender and you could be having sex with a donkey. It shouldn't make any difference right. because the sexual act is is irrelevant in this particular case. But when we're it, gay, it's the it's fact exactly that, about that. Yeah. It, it it's it's about sex as a biological thing. Mm-hmm. And so, as a male, they're trying to say you're discriminating against me as a male because you don't like the fact that I sleep with other men. Yes. And I'm not bringing in the sexual act again. It's the mindset. That's who I am. I'm not the Adam and Eve thing where Eve was created and the only person that she was supposed to sleep with was a male or be as a female be attracted to a male. It does get convoluted. And that's why, you know what, I'm loving the fact that they're... I didn't even know that was still happening. Yeah, exactly. Like you're gay, you're fire. I thought we were way past that. Well, we, no, were, we were way past that. We were until the nitwit in the White House got there. <sighs> So it does have to do with him. And it, it, well, it, it certainly does have to do with him because um, he's been able to seat two Supreme Court justices. Mm-hmm. And he's been able to seat two very conservative Supreme Court justices. So, so how there does that have come been, down the line now? There have been people waiting in the wings. B- before Trump, people at least kept their mouths shut. A lot of people kept their opinions to themselves. Saying. Now with Trump here, he's given them license to come out of the woodwork and voice all their hate speech. And, you know, with the KKK and, and all the rest of these, um, white supremacists and things, they've never gone away. They've been there. They just haven't had the opportunity to now come out. And so now with him seating two conservative mm-hmm. Supreme Court justices, now the people are coming out of the woodwork and saying, um, now it's time to take another look at this. But I mean, how does this come down the line? Just explain to me like it's that. It's the White, the white that House. That it's somebody that uh, owns a company that teaches how to skydive and you find out your employee's gay. Is that person personally saying, oh, because Trump's in the White House, I can fire him because he's gay? Yeah. Is that really how that it's happening well but then but see that's why we have courts so it gives them their head it gives them you know what it's like i maintained when i worked at ucsd people who belong to the unions 
Right. They were they more protected. They were given a false sense of security and a false sense of power by being part of the union because the union said, You don't have to put up with this bullshit. You can go back and you can push back at your employer and say, No, I don't have to do that. No, you you're not the boss of me, so to speak, when in fact they are the boss of me. I've got rights and my union says I have rights. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna push back. And then that's where me as a manager would come out and say, Well, I'm gonna write you up because I don't believe that, or we're gonna go through the process. And eventually if they continue to do it and they go through the process of what the UCSD's rules say, then they can be fired. It's the same thing with um, what's going on now. This boss, who's the skydiving boss, can say anything he wants to and he can fire anybody he wants to because he's just sort of been lurking there for so long. But now with Trump in the White House, it embraces him a little bit more to be able to say, oh, I can fire you and I'm going to fire you because this is the message I'm receiving from this administration. Mm -hmm. Then that's when this person says that violates my civil rights. I'm taking it to court. Right. And so everybody has the right and the ability to take things to court. This has made its way to the Supreme Court. Trump has stacked the decks again because he has ceded to conservative Supreme Court justices who were not conservative before. So if it doesn't it, make sense. Yes, it did. They're conservative for him? One retired and one died. Oh, I see what you're saying. They're so, replaced with conservative and, and ones. He, and he forced the two, the two conservative ones in there. Gotcha. So now he's marked the deck, so to speak. <laughs> so it's his perfect opportunity to, for the administration to get in there and say, I want the Supreme Court to take up the case of it's okay to fire gays and lesbians or transgender from their job for being such. And the Supreme Court, based on the, the justices who are sitting there, have decided to take it up. And now <laughs> you've got both sides with one person in there who's going to be the the tiebreaker. And to be honest with you, in my opinion, I honestly believe it's going to go in our favor. That's just my positive outlook on it. Because I don't think that they really want to, are going to morally, ethically, legally think that they can go backwards. But then again, look at Roe versus Wade, too. That's another one that is probably going to head to the Supreme Court again, which Trump's administration is banking on. Wow. So the fact that Supreme Courts don't typically defy precedent, which is what our LGBT rights are, which is what Rover v. Wade is, which is what marriage equality is, it gets all thrown up in the air now because is this um, Supreme Court going to stick with we don't go against precedent? And these people are in there for life. And now he's chomping at the bit, hoping that um, the notorious RGB dies so he can stack the deck again Put with another, another one. one. However, she's saying, I'm staying there until the fucker's out of, body, <laughs> out of office. <laughs> What's her name? Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Oh. Notorious RGB. RGB. I've seen that. I didn't know the whole name. Wow. Yeah, she's saying, I'm staying in office until, until the fucker's out of office. A gay man that does drag not see these things. That a lot of people choose to not think it has anything to do with it. Right. It doesn't have anything to That's what the right. discrepancy is, right? Well, with that... Bo- you can't blame that on Trump, okay? Well, you can blame it on Trump to a certain degree, but then you can blame it on ignorance uh, <laughs> in the individual to another degree. I mean, I have a really close friend that I went to high school with, and she's a Facebook friend of mine, and I would think that 
with all the latest crap that's been going on with the Ukraine, with the abuse of power and all that stuff, that people who voted for Trump would actually be starting to wake up now and sort of see, well, maybe I made a mistake. Well, I just saw a post of hers on Facebook the other day, and one of her posts was, um, boycott transgender women from being in the Olympics or being in competition with other women because they're really men. <laughs> And I thought to myself, how ignorant can you be? Have you met a transgender woman well, of course before? Not. Of course not. Ha- Probably you, not. Do you, do you understand that? Have you ever met a transgender man before? A transgender man could probably beat up. Half the dudes. Uh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So See it as athletes you're and not a sex, it, once again. It, it, it makes absolutely... Just, but these people are speaking from care? ignorance. They're, oh, because that's not fair. That's really a man competing against what... Whose moral compass says that's fair or not fair? I don't get it. I, I know, but that, but but then that's still people are sticking with this man. <laughs> I, you know, it's unfortunate. All right, I'm done. I want to go back to watching my TV now. Look at Miss Kitty. I guess that's all for this edition. Did we ruffle enough feathers out there? Or, you know, we really say First it. First time we've ever been talking about politics at all. But it, well, but in this day and age. It's a place to do it when I drag queen. Yeah. Politics is really starting to affect many more of us than it did before. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at how it's all coming back to infringe upon our lives. The young generation, the the older generations, the ones who have fought for our rights, and now we're seeing them, some semblance of them crumble right before us. And running, running, and running, running, and running, running.